All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. This is single track session number 129. I'm your host, Eric Manning, and we've got a short little bit today for you. Not a whole lot on the radar. I'm kind of that uh, lull here for me and uh, what's going on. But uh, I guess first we'll talk about the beer of the week uh, that I'm enjoying. It is from Latitude 33. It's the Mango Visa. It's a tropical mango IPA, and it is brewed by... Latitude 33 Brewing in Vista, California. This is a, I call it for me, it's a money beer. It, uh, on the can it says, uh, tropical mango, invigorating, sweet and heat. Just how I like it. Sweet and heat, baby. But, uh, this is a very tasty, tasty beverage. I, uh, came across this not too long ago. Well, I guess it's been a while now. Um, killer cans, got some like topo map look on it. Um, the mango is not super sweet. And the, uh, they call it Mango Visa because it's uh, mango, which is in the name, um, and habanero for warmth. And it's wintertime, and I like warmth. So uh, this is one that's been hitting the spot for me for a while. Um, so I absolutely recommend. This is in the top five right now for me, for sure, um, without a doubt. So uh, check it out if you get a chance. Latitude 33, Mango Visa, um, great beer. It says Unparalleled Craft, which... We'll, we'll give it to him. 7.2% alcohol volume. Um, good stuff. Good stuff, folks. So moving forward. It is, uh, listening to the show, it is Pi Day. It's 314, 3.14. So uh, we have some more. We actually have a, a listener from Ask Trail Manor send a question in on that. But uh, hope you're all celebrating with a slice of pie. And when I say pie, it could be sweet pie. It could be pepperoni pizza or any, any flavor pizza, really. Um for some pie. So a couple choices there. We got some sweet and some heat. So and maybe grab a mango visa to go along with that. Uh yoga. My yoga um update. Well uh, I'm I'm gonna be the first to admit I missed a week. Um was a little under the weather. And I know yoga helps but kinda got a little nagging back thing going and I just was lazy. Not I'm not gonna make excuses. So I missed a week but we're back at it. Um actually Thursday, the 14th, Pi Day, I'll be doing some yoga. Maybe I'll put some put some pie out and have to like do a downward dog eating pie contest where I have to kind of get after it without use of utensils. Something to motivate me um, to do that. But National Pie Day, 3.14, great, uh, great day to celebrate for sure. Um, also, a little, little public service announcement to everybody out there, just uh, from the Trail Manners gang, which is everybody out there, myself included, just please be safe. I know everybody's uh, chomping at the bit to get in the hills. Uh, I know a lot of you have been doing it all winter, but uh, the, the snowpack conditions here in the in the Rockies, in the central part of the U.S. here in Utah, Colorado, I'm sure Idaho, Montana, everybody's facing it is a little sketchy. You know, a lot of snow, a lot of avalanche dangers. You've been seeing videos all over. Um, please be careful. Please, please, please be careful and be safe. Be smart. Be cautious. And um, make good decisions when you're out there, especially even the cold temperatures. You know, that's been coming and going here. I know in Utah, you know, we'll get a 40-plus day, close to 50, and the next day's in the 20s with some bitter wind and cold. So that's going to throw some things up, you know, on that uh, beautiful white stuff. So if you're out on the trails, out running, be safe. Don't get too, you know, too ambitious, too rambunctious to where you're going to be putting yourself in danger. Uh, We don't want to read about that at all. So a little PSA from us. Please, please be careful. I know we just talked about winter, but we did have our time change last week, which uh, if you if you if you do time change, right? 
not a man. I want to go away with it personally. I know there's a lot of people out there that like it. Some don't. Whatever. Um, I just do away. It's it's screwy. It, it took me like four, maybe even today, maybe after today, for my body to get used to the time change. I love it now, though. I love having longer evenings with the sun out. Um, don't get me wrong, but it plays havoc with uh, this old temple here um, with the change. So I don't know. I hope everybody got their clock set forward. I should have. I guess I should apologize before we go any further. I didn't have to do a single track session last week. Feeling pretty under the weather and unmotivated and uh, guilty as hell for quite a while for not doing one. Um, but, yeah, there's just a crazy time right now. I know everybody's facing it, um, but having this on the plate, uh, sure happy to get single track session 129 out. And we won't miss next week. We love it. Um even if there's not a ton to discuss. I know there's so many races starting up, but we can't cover every one of them. And, uh, you know, we try and bring some of the bigger ones, some of the more um, iconic ones even, or some of the the granddaddies, right, some of the old school stuff. I know Chuck and Nuts coming up this weekend up in the Pacific Northwest in Bellingham, one of my favorite places um, on the globe, Bellingham, Washington. Uh, it's Chuck and Nut, and I know they've been dealing with some crazy weather patterns up there as well. It's... Uh, it's nutty. It is absolutely nutty. So, anyway, sorry about missing last week. It was I can't blame it on the time change because the time change came after. I'm not blaming it on anything but myself. Hope you forgive me, and we'll just keep plugging forward. Because we do have those upcoming topics on podcast. we got Returning from Injury uh, podcast coming. we got two people coming on the show for that. That's scheduled. We had to push that one back a week due to one of our guests out of town. Um, so we'll have a different show next week. Um, we have one on RDing, um, which we just need... Uh, Probably just one more RD on that one so we can just talk about what it's the life of an RD. I think, again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago that there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't realize. Um, it takes a tribe, really, to put these things on. And I think all our race directors will tell you that with volunteers and help and everything else. But just kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, um, looking at that. And then we're just also searching for some other topics. We have some good ones on the oh on the schedule on my spreadsheet because I'm a spreadsheet guy. Um, some of it's a matter of just finding the right person to talk to on the topic. And some of it is having the right person and trying to find a good topic to fit. Um, so there's quite a few topics out there, um, to discuss, uh, just talking about races a little bit this past weekend, I was fortunate enough to be on Antelope Island. I got to MC the finish line of the Antelope Island Buffalo run 25 K a couple hundred runners, almost 300 runners there at that race. Um, a lot of fun. Weather was pretty good. Um, a little chilly at times, but uh, overall, you know, you can't ask for too much more first week of March. Um, but it was so inspiring, and I think I needed that, right? And I've told, I've said this before, it's probably been a while, but I think anytime you're going through the blahs or the unmotivated or, hey, I don't have my mojos type thing, go to a race, man. Not, I'm not, I go to a road race, even 5K, whatever. Just hit the finish line. They're so cool. I mean, it's just inspiring to see people come across a finish line, no matter where it's at, first to dead last, because you never know what that person, their what their life's like, right? What their struggles are like, what their training is like. So regardless if you finish a 25K on Antelope Island sub two hours or you finish it in, you know, sub four or four plus, it's, you've covered the same mileage and everybody's different. And you know, being so involved in the trail running community, um, 
I just love seeing the people. Um, Chris Lundberg from uh, Victor up in Idaho, uh, Jackson area. I get to see him once, twice, three times a year, and so for me, that's that's why I go to these things. You know, seeing the people I saw. You know, local Mike Pace, and some people come down the chute, and I'm so focused on finding their number. When you have 200 people finding their number, I like to give them a little uh, shout out. I look, I don't look up quick enough because I could recognize who they are. Right? Um, There's so many fun people there. Um, you know, Tim Bugnett. Um, I don't know. The list goes on and on, and I'll leave people out. It's been a few days since the race. I'm getting old, so my memory's fading. But so many amazing people at these races. Um, that's just, it's inspiring, right? So if you're going through the, the low points, hit a race, hit a finish line, just to see the people, right? And even in your head, just look at them and just be impressed, be inspired, tell them great job. Um, I think a lot of that goes, I mean, it goes a long way. Anybody that's ran a race, when you have other people just saying, great job, good work, even if you're feeling like a dumpster fire, right? <laughs> you're just, it's, I don't know, lifts you up, right? I mean, when other people tell you good job, um, again, it doesn't matter where you finish folks. So I know there's a lot of people that are intimidated by a trail run, by upping the distance, by not sure if they're ready for the race. It's the journey. And so when you get in there and you hit that finish line and you see people come across that are smiling, that are limping, that are bleeding, that are, you know, whatever it might be, it's that journey to get them to the finish line has got to be amazing. Um, and if we could do a podcast on so many different people, just, you never know their stories when they come across, and some of them you'd probably be blown away by. And we've been fortunate enough to talk to some of those people on the show and also just talk to them at the finish line, you know, and they, when they come up. And, you know, again, I'm, it's fortunate to be doing the Trail Matters podcast as long as we have, so people will come up and talk to me that I don't know. Um, and that's probably one of my favorite parts right now. Um, a little humbling for sure, but it's one of my favorite things and, and to see them and hear their stories and just even the, you know, few seconds where people say hello, you know, um, is pretty amazing. And so that brings me to, you know, I was, I was leaving the race and I post on the trail manners, how I love the trail running community, just amazing people, amazing stories. Um, so inspiring, um, of doing what they love. So I'm curious, listeners out there, what's your favorite part of trail running, you know, or the community itself? Um, I think there's so many aspects of it. Like I was trying to make a list in my head. It's like, well, it's definitely the people. Oh, I love being, I love the solitude. Wait a minute. I love being with the, wait a minute. Do I love solitude? Do I love running with people? What is it? What is it, Eric? And I think it's both, right? Um, the people make the sport what it is. And the more we focus on, the accomplishments and the people celebrate those. I think trail running is, is safe. I don't think it's going away. I never do, but you see all the scandals and you know, we had, we've had stuff going on for the last month about a runner we've talked about before that's having more problems and you know, for some things that weren't on the up and up. I don't know. I don't like focusing on those as much. Um, I want to celebrate the trail running community. I want a place where people can come and listen for however long I'm on here. If you're listening and just enjoy and, and I don't feel it a little bit. So what's your favorite part of trail running? I mean, if you want to, if you have a second, I'd love to see a post on the, our Facebook, um, on single track session 129, just the different aspects why you're a trail runner. I think that is probably one of my favorite things. Um, you, everybody has a story. Everybody has a reason why they're there. And I think most of those are going to boil down to, 
being on the trails in the mountains, you know, kind of being having that solitude. And I think the flip side is the people. I think that's kind of those two main guns might be the most. I mean, there's health reasons, obviously. Um, but I think people like I didn't start trail running for the necessarily the people. I loved the community already before I even started trail running. Um, but I wanted to get fit. I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to let drop some weight. I wanted to have another hobby when soccer, you know, was kind of phasing out of my life. So I don't know. Just curious. Uh, the trailing community, I love you all. Even if I haven't met you, even if you're new, and if you're th- still on the fence about anything trail, just jump in. And stealing one from Nike here, just do it. Just, just jump in and tackle it because it's something that you'll never regret. And now they've got like, you know, Kara Goucher, um, Speedy Road icon, realist. You know, she is jumping over to do the Leadville Marathon. Um, she's going to be bitten by the bug to probably do more and with her reach with her probably group of people that she knows through the roadside you know i think you're going to see just it continue to grow um i think people are going to come over and realize you know with all the craziness that happens in the world that the trail community the trail side is just a nice outlet a nice place to be um for that and we've talked about um oh just the pure right everything's so pure about it It can be what you want you don't need a gps watch you don't need a hydration vest you don't need you can just get a pair of shoes and have a day right take your four-legged buddy take your best friend take your new friend or just go solo and have a day and some of the things i always see is you know people don't usually if ever there could be certain circumstances you don't regret going on a run, right? It's like you usually regret not going on a run. And I've dealt with way too much of that. So anyway, if you get a check, if you get a second, um, I would love to know what it is, right? Like what you love most about trail running and maybe post a little, little snippet there. And I know there's some people that will, some of our solid long time core listeners, um, that'll, that'll talk about that a little bit and maybe share their story. But, um, I'd love to hear it and uh, love to hear, you know, everybody's story eventually. Um, and that's, that's kind of the goal here. So inspiring. Keep it up. Um, love y'all. Um, the other thing, so I've been tasked with here. I'm, I'm part of the Ogden Trails Network committee in my area, which folks, we have beautiful trails. And if you ever come to Ogden, I'd love to take you for a tour. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm tasked with kind of a tricky, um, task, job, chore, whatever you want to call it, volunteer part. But um, we're working with the city to do some PSA, some like public service announcement videos for um, the trails, right? So I'm kind of wondering what topics we should cover. So some of the stuff we're going to cover is um, look trail locations and some general trail etiquette, um, you know, when to stay on the trails, when to kind of, you know, stay off if it's muddy, if it's bad. And this is not just for runners. This is for anybody that uses the trails. Um, you know, whether it's, I know it's a t- hot topic and I'm going to cover it and I'm going to talk about it now, but it will be covered as, you know, dogs, you know, whether they're on leash, picking up their, their poopy poops, whatever it might be. But if you have some good, cause you're trail runners and I think it, the, the, Things we see happen all over, right? It's not just where I'm at. So if there's some ideas, I would love to hear from you. You can message me if you want, manners at trailmanners.com. And doesn't you don't have to be in the Ogden area because, like I said, there's trails everywhere. Just things that you see that I that you think would be good as trail use continues to grow everywhere. 
what are some good little quick snippet videos or, or topics that we could cover to educate um, the people that may not know. I mean, we, we come into it being on the trails all the time thinking, I can't believe people do this. I can't believe people do that. But at the end of the day, I think taking a step back, which I've definitely had to do, is, well, maybe they don't know any better. You know, they there's some stuff that's common littering. Okay, well, you should know not to litter your butthole. Um, you know, whatever. But there's some things that I think that might help educate people. And I think a lot of it is about the presentation, like not coming across as, hey, you know, talking down to people, just more of an education, more of a public service thing. So if there's ideas or topics you have or that you see, even in your trail system or that are hot topics, please shoot me a message. We want to make sure we're spreading the word, um, getting people educated and giving them the opportunities to use the trails and keep the trails open. Less work for our volunteers to keep them going, whether it's rebuilding, whether it's picking up trash, whether it's policing them in any way. Um, And just also cut down on incidents, whether it's you know, a dog, human, or a, you know, someone on foot, someone on a bike, whatever those might be, right aways. We're, we're going to talk about all that stuff. So if you have some ideas, um, I would love to hear them um, because I want to make sure that they're done the right way and we're just educating people. You know, let's give people that benefit of the doubt sometimes of, oh, I, I, I apologize. I didn't know I was supposed to step off the trail in this situation. Oh, I apologize. I didn't, you know, realize this, that, or the other. Um, but I think that would be pretty good hearing from the trail manners base because who knows better, right, than the people that are using them pretty much all the time or m- big majority um, of their lives. And kind of moving into that, we have uh, we're super happy to announce, you know, working with Joel, even though he's not on the podcast, we're still working on our trail running festival here in Ogden, and we're happy to announce that our Kids K is now open. Last year we capped it at 100. We um, filled it. But not all 100 people showed up because it was free, right? So it's like, oh, I'll sign up. Ah, I'm not going to go. What we found is it kind of ruined it for some people that didn't get an opportunity to run it that didn't register in time. So we opened it up to 200 people this year. Uh, we are charging $10, which helps cover the cost. Um, and um, McKenzie Exhibit is our title sponsor for the Kids K. They've been gracious enough to really help with our costs there because we want every kid to have a good time. So we're doing medals um, from Elevation Culture. We're doing shirts for the kids. They're going to get these personalized, these killer swag bags. Obviously a great time. Um, but this year we're doing $10 and more of that. It helps cover the costs. You know, the medals aren't free. The shirts aren't free. Um, but it also helps make people more accountable. Like, and maybe 10 bucks isn't going to do it, right? Well, I'll lose 10 bucks. But we want to make sure kids get that opportunity. And 200 is a lot of kids. So we'd love to see um, 200 kids toe the line uh, at two different races and two different age groups. So keep your eye open for that. That is now open. Um, that hopefully will sell out um, just for the simple fact we want to see the 200 little youngsters out there cruising around, having the time of their life. Um, so, yeah, that's open. Also, we did this once before. Um, but we're going to do a, if you're local or, you know, passing through, luckily at that time, we're having a sign-up night for our trail running festival for the Amher uh, Sports Factory Outlet here in Ogden, right across the street from where I live, um, Friday, March 29th. So it's we did it once before. You come in to Amher Sports and you register for the race, okay? And we'll have laptops there. You can sign into your ultra sign-up account. You register for the race. You're going to get an additional 30% off all of the outlet apparel. Okay, so outlet, meaning the apparel is already on sale, and now you're going to get, if you sign up, you're going to get an additional 30% off apparel, accessories, and footwear. That's right, new trail shoes, Solomon. 
Um, we're going to have a group run um, and a Solomon shoe demo the same night. It's going to be led by Blake Palmer from the store. Anybody's welcome to attend. The run will start at 5 p.m. Um, we're going to be there, I think, 4 to 7. The run will start at 5. It's just going to be a few miles along the parkway here where I take my dog Gunner um, every day, three times, and um, close to the shop, and they're going to stay open until 7 p.m., which is later for them. So if you're in the area, if you want to sign up for the Ogden Trail Running Festival, the Gib Wallace races, um, swing by Amr Sports, Factory Outlet, myself, and Joel Hatch will be there. Friday, March 29th, 4 to 7, 30% off. And you also get a shoe demo and a run if you want to take part in that at 5 p.m. And they'll be open until 7. So we hope to see some of you there. We'd really love to grow this event. If we don't get, you know, a huge event this year, you know, we'll, we'll I don't know, we'll see what happens next year. But we want to make sure we uh, give everybody a great time. We have some amazing sponsors. I've just mentioned one of them, Armor Sports Factory Outlet is one. Um, we also have Solomon, um, Palisades Ultra Trail Series or Putts. Ogden Trails Network, which I'm happy to be a part of. Gear 30, folks, local mountain run shop, and they have a big sale going on right now. And, of course, McKenzie Exhibit are on the list. So if you're looking to uh, be a part of the part of the day, um, Friday, Saturday, both days, uh, let me know. We've got sponsor spots. Or if you want to put up a tent at our expo on Saturday during the races that day, uh, let me know, and we'll see what we can work out. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and we just hope to see you all there. Um, Joel will be there. I don't know you want to see Joel. You want to hear his smooth, buttery voice again? Well, that's one way to do it because he, uh, I don't know when we'll have him on the show next. We'll have to see. Uh, what else we have going on here? Yeah, still want to uh, get some articles going on our website. Got a couple people out there that have uh, graciously volunteered and are working on pieces. If you think you have a good little story to share, whether it's uh, fiction, nonfiction, I'm going to stay away from science fiction unless it includes Bigfoot. But we all know Bigfoot's not science fiction. So, um, you know, animal encounters, race reports. If you have a cool race report, we'd love to throw it up on our website. Um, adventure runs, you know, some cool places maybe we're not aware of or cool places and experiences you've had there. Some disasters. What has gone completely wrong during a race or run and how you came through the other end, right? Um, so if you have some stuff like that, we sure would love to to get that out there for people to see. Um you know, have something people to read. So, all right, let's uh, let's tackle a couple quick things before we get into a few Ask Trail Manners ones. We have our Strava leaders from the week. Uh, friend of the show, I'm happy to to say, Marcy Pearson in distance. I think she ran the Antelope Canyon 100 miler. She did 114.2 last week. Total run time, Marcy Pearson, 26 hours, 22 minutes. And climbing, huge vert, goes to Arturo Anea for 31,388 feet. So, Big week for those Strava folks. And our page, we're up to uh, 564 members, which isn't bad. So, uh, yeah, you can log those there, and, and we'll check them out. Now we'll get into our woody footies, and I promise you folks, we do have new hats coming. Trust me, we're, we're getting worked on. We're finding the logo, and we'll get that done. Um, but we can't thank enough Turtle Miller from Cal- Mr. Caldwell Banker down in St. George, Utah, if uh, you're looking for any places down there which... Man, if I could, I'd be on in a heartbeat. So maybe I'll have Turtle look for something pretty small for me that I can put a tiny home on, um, live down there a little bit. Uh, but if you're looking for something, Turtle's been gracious enough to sponsor Woody Footies for the year. Um, we're going to have 50-plus hats to give away weekly, and uh, that's all. If you see Turtle, which you might, um, tell him thanks. Uh, Trail Manor sure loves him, and we appreciate him sponsoring the Woody Footies for the year. And this week's Woody Footy winner is none other. Let me find it. Let me grab it. Mr. 
Martin Schneekloth. Um, it is the, I'm not going to say it right, so I'm going to apologize. It's S-E-W-A-N-N-E. So let's try this. Sewanee? Sewanee? Let's we'll go Sewanee. Uh, Perimeter Trail in Sewanee, Tennessee. Absolutely gorgeous photo. Um, folks, snow is gone. It's still here, but this one, beautiful creek, which everybody knows I love water. Trees, love trees, and this killer overhang of rocks. So congratulations, Martin, for being this week's winner for the Where Did Your Feet Take You, which we post every Sunday on Facebook and draw from that for um, kind of highlight that picture as our picture for single track session. So congratulations with that. All right, we've got a few Ask Trail Manners questions. Um, first one comes from our friend um, up in the north, Andrew. It says, I wear Ultra Lone Peak 4.0 as my trail shoe. I see that they have a waterproof version of the 4.0. Thoughts on waterproof shoe versus getting your feet wet? Does season, winter, not winter, affect the answer? So I've already kind of replied my personal touch to this one, but I'm more curious the people that potentially are using this shoe um, because I've never used the shoe. I've only used waterproof shoes a long, like 10 years ago as a Montreal shoe, I think. Um, and I've never been a fan. I, I, it was enough for me to go, yeah, you can come out with waterproof shoes and there's a good chance I'm not going to wear them. It's going to have to be this huge thing for me to change because what I found is number one, this was 10, year, 10 plus years ago probably. So technology's changed. I understand that. But when I wore the shoe, they didn't breathe as well. And I know people saying, oh, they breathe better now. Great. That's awesome. They didn't breathe well for me. They did feel a little bit heavier. Um, they didn't feel as soft and supple, right, on my foot, the uppers. And the last thing is I found that water, if it, I guess it depends what you, if it's a light sprinkle, but I don't know. If you're going through a creek, most of the time, unless you have some fancy gator system, they're going to get in the top where the ankles are, the water is, so you're wet. And I found that happened with me because I was doing a, a run in the Uintas, and they didn't drain. They just it was it wasn't like I had a puddle in my shoe and I didn't have to dump it out like you see in the movies and you know like a lake falls out of your shoe or anything. But it just didn't really. It just I was my foot was soaking wet the whole time. Um, so I found thinking to myself, you know, if my foot's going to be wet, I'd rather have a shoe I like that fits well, that breathes, that's not as heavy, that's not as you know clunky. Um, I just don't know of a whole lot of times when you're going to have a waterproof shoe that it's really going to benefit you. Um, and I'm trying to think of some, right, that is going to be a huge benefit to keep your feet dry because I think there's always a way in, right? And, again, if you have a fancy gator system, maybe not. But, you know, if it's raining, even if it's snowing, um, you know, your socks going to get wet. It's going to, you know, continually you can just see it in your head right now. It gets the top sock wet. It just kind of works down to your toes. Um, I don't know how waterproof they are. Like if you can, again, if you submerge anything, it's going to get in through your ankle. So I don't know the best answer for this question. So I'm hoping some listeners out there have had more experience, and I know there are, with some new waterproof shoes, especially the uh, Ultra Lone Peak 4.0. So if you have that, please, 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 please put a comment on the Facebook post for Single Track Session 129 so we can get some more information to Andrew. And it's good to know, like I would like to know, right? Maybe there's something new that I'm missing that, I'm going to be like, damn, I better go get me a pair right now and take a bath, you know, to keep my feet dry. But, uh, yeah, I just don't, uh, I, I've never been a fan of them. You know, I just figure you're trail running, your feet are going to get wet, and that's just part of the game. And I was the first one, and you can ask my friend Scott Jaime, I did not like trail running when I first started because I hate wet feet. 
I would literally take five ten. I remember five ten minutes to find a way around the water. If it was a stream, I'm looking. I mean, I would. I didn't care. I would take my time because I'm like, screw this. But one year, I ran a race in Salt Lake. Uh, name of it evades me right now, but it uh, was in some crags above the um, state capitol, and the, the name will probably come to me uh, eventually. Uh, Wasatch Steeplechase. And it's only like 16, 17 miles, but essentially what happens, you go up the mountain, you're going on some crags with some rope because it's pretty gnarly and it's sharp. But when you come down, you get to a part where there was, and I haven't run it for years, but there was a creek to cross um, to get to kind of the the trail to the finish line. And it had been a long day. I was kind of frustrated with my time. I was kind of frustrated with the race because you get stuck in conga lines that you can't get around people when you're going over these crags with ropes. And I saw this line of people trying to cross this two rocks or a board. It's been a long time to get across this water and to get to the other side. And I, I didn't want any of it, man. I'm like, I'm tired of waiting. I just want to be done with this damn race. I just went running through the, the river or the creek or whatever it was. I just went running through it. I think it was like three steps in the water. Didn't even care. Splashing all over the place. And I hate wet feet. And then the next little while I was down, I could just hear my feet go all the way down the trail. And I didn't, I'm like, that's it. I'm done with this. I'll just get my feet wet. So that was kind of like the, if I was laying on a couch talking to a counselor right now, I'd be like, that was the turning point of my trail running life when I decided to run through a river and be brave, young man. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the waterproof stuff. So uh, hopefully someone can answer that. Next question comes from Mike from Utah. With National Pie Day approaching, what is your favorite pie? That is a darn good question. And before we go any further, I'm pie over cake. So for my birthdays, I do pie. I don't do cake. Not that I don't like cake. I love pie. And I love it like we're pretty close. We're, you know, first name basis, speed dial phone, everything. My favorite, especially when it's in season, hands down, peach oh my god a good peach pie with a nice lattice crust is the quickest way to my heart and probably next up would be like a marionberry-ish blackberry-ish pie um two favorite all time peach hands down especially when it's in season absolutely i'm gonna need a minute here folks you'll be right back i gotta i gotta let this pass through my system here Okay, I'm back. But, uh, yeah, that's my favorite. Um, probably least favorite pie would most likely be cherry. I don't know if people are going to be mad at me, but I've not ever been a big fan of cherry. And I love cherries. Just not a cherry pie guy. Um, I love key lime pie when I'm looking for something a little different, you know, not that that fruit stuff. Banana cream's up there. Um, if it's a good one, it's got to be a good banana cream. Um, and I'll take homemade pies all day long over store-bought pies. And when I do buy a pie, I try and get it from... We have some local places here that make some pretty good pies. Um, I try and get it from, like, I don't know, I want to say Marie Callender's. I mean, that's close, but I'd, I'd do that over a store-bought pie for sure. But homemade is the way to go. And this year, I started making pies. Pumpkin pie, that's on the list, of course. That's that's a good one. I mean, there's so many, folks. There's so many. But number one, peach. Number two would be a Marionberry slash Blackberry. Um, they're pretty close, so I'm going to leave them in the same bucket. And then after that, it's it's a, a cascade of love between pumpkin, key lime, um, I don't know, what's something else, but banana cream. Coconut cream is not bad. I'll go with one of those. Um, t- 
carts, I guess, are along that line. So I could go with one of those. Yeah, anyway, that's where I'm at. Next up is a good one. And this is a great question from Patrick from Idaho. Um, love the information in the show on Hemp Daddy's CBD oil a few weeks ago. Have you seen any negatives or side effects since you started taking CBD oil? Patrick, no. Um, I'm pretty in tune with my body, and that uh, is another show. But uh, I'm pretty in tune with my body, and I would say I haven't felt or seen any side effects. I've only had positive results. Um, again, I am not in my full core training mode. Um, I have started back in the gym, so, you know, I'm not going to, I really do think it's helped with my soreness and fatigue and inflammation because I, t- I haven't been in the gym or worked out for quite some time and I got back into it. We're talking, you know, squats and kettlebell stuff and all that. And I definitely haven't had the soreness that I usually have. Now it's hard, you know, with the sample size to say, oh, that's all CBD oil based. But I will say, I think absolutely has something to do with it because I've done this so many times or I've go through a phase of, you know, working out in the gym, doing squats, doing all the weights, doing all this, you know, uh, plyometrics, different stuff. And I just get sore, you know, whether it's my quads, I call it my haunch, right? It's like the, the groin area when you're doing squats, you know what I'm talking about, that little flank section. Um, those are the worst. And I haven't had any of that really. And so I, I will chalk it up to CBD oil because that's the only difference, right? That I've, that I really have, um, diet still the same, um, way I eat, way I, everything else. The other thing, the way I sleep, hands down, I will take this stuff if it's just for sleep. Um, I have not slept through the night for years, and that's not an exaggeration, and I have been doing that. Um, side effects, I haven't had the munchies like some people talk about. And I had the munchies long before CBD oil. That's just part of my DNA. The no munchies haven't grown like another toe or finger. I haven't had any side effects. I haven't had any nausea. I haven't had any, you know... Anything that I, that I can pinpoint or call out and say, well, that's a big deal. So, no, I haven't had side effects. I've only been taking it for about two months now. So, I don't know if that's a big enough sample size either. Um, and I went through all my uh, transdermal cream that I used on my Achilles. I've gone through that whole thing. Um, I've gone through an oil, the oil. I've done that. I've already ordered more. But this time on my order, I ordered the caplet. So, what I think I'm going to do is maybe try those in the morning and the drops at night. And for about the first month, I only went droplets at night because my biggest thing for me was sleep. I'm like, okay, I want to sleep better. Um, so I took them in the evening to see if there was some correlation there, which obviously there was for me. Um, but I'm going to try taking like the, the tablet in the morning just to, to see because right now for me, I have to ramp up for working out, whether it's in the gym, whether it's downward dog, tree pose. Oh, and then there's the running thing that I need to incorporate back into my life for sure. Um, so I will be doing that um, a little bit more moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, I'll keep I'll keep everybody posted. Um, I I honestly, and I mean this 100%, we won't support or I won't support or back or talk about or do too much on something I don't believe in. And I will honestly say I do believe in this um, and tell somebody, you know, some, if I have negative effects, obviously I'd back off of it a little bit. Um, I don't take other medications to have to talk to a doctor. I'm a pretty, I don't know, I don't say healthy because who knows. Mentally I'm not healthy, but physically I feel pretty healthy even though I could, uh, I could, anyway. So yeah, it was a great question. And I'd love to hear if anybody else has any experience with CBD oil. I know it's a big hit right now. I know it's a big topic. Um, we've had, 
um, Caleb on from Hemp Daddies, and I think he's made the circuit um, with the podcast. And that was an interesting thing, too, is when he approached me originally, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to get you on because I have questions, and I think it'd be a very informative show. And then I saw Caleb popping up on different podcasts, and I knew Caleb a little bit before. And I thought, nah, I really don't want to do this. As me and Joel and now me, we've never wanted to be chasing, chasing the news, right? Um, and I just, I've never liked that. I'm like, you know, if we're going to do it, let's break it. Let's, you know, be the first ones to talk about it. If other people are talking about it, let's pass because people hear about it, right? I mean, if you listen to this podcast, there's chances you listen to others. And so I didn't want to, but then I thought, you know what? No, because I want to know, right? And maybe you don't listen to other podcasts. And and on the flip side, I think we have a different style on the Trail Manners podcast, even though I don't listen to others. So I, I wanted to bring him on. Um, and I, again, I don't regret it. And Caleb's a great guy, and I wish him nothing but the best. And I still have ordered his product. So, um, And we do have a code. Um, if you need a code to get a discount, I have a code. I think it's 10% off, which still helps. Um, but, yeah, give it a shot if you have and if you're questioning. If you have questions for me, I'd love to try and answer them. I know Caleb's an amazing dude. He'd love to answer them for you. In fact, it's kind of funny. I'm, uh, I mentioned before, I'm kind of turning the corner, folks. So I'm a squirrel nut butter ambassador because that's my jam, right? Um, butter and jam. And I'm also going to work with Hemp Daddies. I'm going to be kind of one of their ambassadors for them as well. Um, and, again, I've been approached by other companies that I just say, no, I'd rather not. Um, but these two I, I firmly believe in and love their product. And I know there's other stuff out there, but knowing, I think one of the benefits too is them being small. And I know the squirrel nut butter team. I know Chris, um, hemp daddies. I know Caleb, that relationship I think goes a long way for me. Um, I love that personal relationship. Um, they're not looking for me to like make changes or these groundbreaking ideas. It's just, you know, being, being someone that can spread the word. And we've had that talk on here before about ambassadors, right? We've had that discussion and I'm a hundred percent on board and if there was something negative about them, I'd let you know. Right now, I haven't found something on either one of them. So, anyway, that is it for this week's Ask Trail Manor. So please keep those coming. I, I still can't help but apologize to everybody out there that we missed last week on Thursday. I know we missed Tuesday. I'm having some stuff, but uh, lastly, I want to. We're up to 24 uh, Patreon sponsors. Randy uh, was our most recent, so we went from 23 to 24. Um, the goal, hopefully, was 50 people. Um, obviously, 24 short of that. It's not quite half, according to my math. If Joel was here, he could do the math for us, but I think one more would put us halfway there. Um, but if you if you would be so inclined, we'd love to get your support via Patreon, uh, trailmanners.com. You can see a link there, but just check out Patreon for Trail Manners. As little as 2 bucks a month, you can help support the podcast, help support what we're doing, make things a little bit easier. Oh, my gosh. I just had this huge, mind-blowing realization, and I cannot believe I did not lead with this. So please forgive me. This is monumental. <sighs> Studio 78 is fixed. Studio 78 is fixed. It's still at the shop because I haven't gone and picked it up yet because I just found out they did a ton of work on it. <laughs> it was one of those things where they've had it for so long, they didn't even call me to tell me what was wrong. They just fixed it and said, here's how much you owe us. So there's an issue there. Love the people that fixed it. But it is back, so I'm going to get that back on the road. Um, there's still thoughts of selling it, but I'm going to get it back on the road, and hopefully we can get some podcasts out of Studio 78. I can't – how bad am I that I didn't even lead with that? That's like – groundbreaking but i guess out of sight out of mind and i didn't put it in my show notes so anyway studio 78's back folks i can't believe i didn't lead with that and you know seriously 
That's why I think Patreon came across is how to fund this podcast. Not funding my bus repair, but yeah, obviously we're, no, we're close to that. But anyway, if you would be so inclined, we'd love your support via Patreon. And the 24 people that have done that, thank you so much. I know we've had a few Tuesday shows where I've let the cat out of the bag to them early to make sure they can ask specific questions if they have them. Um, but we will continue to move forward with Patreon. Um, and hopefully we will get well, one day um, close to 50 people. But again, little as two bucks a month um, would be much appreciated. So anyway, that's the end of this podcast. This is uh, the Trail Manners podcast, single track session 129, National Pie Day. Go enjoy some pie. Toast your fork to me. I'll toast the fork to you. Have a great week. Stay safe and uh, love you all. So this is Eric, and I'm out.